magnificent conversation off air and then it never makes it into the actual podcast but now we're in the actual podcast and hello and welcome everybody we've actually been having these conversations for years which is why we started the damn podcast it's like if we're so clever if we're so clever can't we turn it into money okay we haven't turned it into money yet but soon okay Hello yeah, everybody, this problems. is the Overclock Podcast, episode 19. This is being recorded on Friday the 16th of November. And where are we? Uh, we are at Brownies and Downies at the bottom of Long Street. Is this the bottom of Long Street? Uh, I, I feel no, like it's about halfway. It's halfway on Long Street. Yes, your halfway is very short. No, right? Long Street runs <laughs> the whole way up the way. Yes, but this is not halfway. Oh, you're right. Okay, we're a third <laughs> up from the foreshore. Not <laughs> that it matters because half of you have never been to anyway, Long Street. Anyway, we, we at the start of the longer part of Long Street, if you understand that, <laughs> if you've never been to Cape Town. If you haven't, please come. Uh, we need your money. <laughs> yeah, anyway, bring Kevin, water. This Not week drinking. has been quite exciting. Um, outside of like the world turning against Amazon and the world turning against Facebook, we're not going to focus on that. Gavin, mm. Africa Con happened. Right. I call it Africa Con because they come here and they sell us all these ideas and then nothing ever gets implemented. Yeah. But this is five minutes on the clock. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, Africa Con, it is an enormous telecoms event because they bring the whole of Africa down to Cape Town. Every network operator, every handset operator, every communications, connectivity, networking company of any kind, every operator, everybody who's ever had an e-commerce idea, they all converge on Cape Town's convention center and they really have got it well organized the event has gotten bigger and bigger over the years but what was said Gavin what, what right. the big so, new thing I mean damn I sat in hours and hours and hours of presentations and 5G, I've, I've come 5G, away 8K. I've, <laughs> I've come AI. away with four or five key learnings so you can save yourselves hours of presentations and me yakking on by just listening to these few points the first point is 5G so they, they've discussed it in the past but this year they went a little larger with them they're adding a lot of meat to the bones so I've been tracking 5G but actually how sophisticated 5G really is is only starting to become apparent now. It really is extraordinarily sophisticated. And um, one of the inherent technologies, for example, is beamforming. So it can send radio waves in the direction of your phone, not just everywhere all the time. It can actually send data directly to your phone in a radio Wait, wave, which is unusual. On, this is on, one of the Gavin, features that came Gavin, out. Gavin, mm. beamforming antennas yes. on AC routers have been a thing for the last yes, five I know, years. But now, no, but now they can do it with 5G and over much bigger distances. Okay, that was just one of the things that came out. But the bottom line is 5G is going to be incredibly sophisticated. It's going to take everybody a long time to understand technologically just how advanced this really is. But luckily, you'll be able to read about it in Tech Magazine and probably also on that opinion guy when he gets around to it. Yes. My, my point is that it's much more sophisticated than anybody thought. It's not like moving from 3G to 4G. It's a whole other paradigm way of thinking. Um, one of the best business cases for 5G was made by a guy who insisted that fixed wireless access was the low-hanging fruit. Fixed wireless access is like having LTE in your house. Yes. So you're using the cellular network, but you're using it for ordinary broadband. But because 5G is so sophisticated, it's going to be far superior to things like LTE for, for things like gaming, for example, downloading and so on. But, 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 but what I understand it as, like I was just going over your notes that, mm. you, that you made, um, it's more like a last mile solution for data transfer. Yes, well, insofar as ADSL is also just a last mile solution to get from the telecom exchange, you know, to your house yeah. kind of thing. So, yes, but obviously it works concurrently with 
uh, being a mobile solution as well. His point is that it's good enough to actually replace ADSL at home. And he's arguing it's even good enough to replace uh, fiber at home. So I'll get to that in a second. The way he sees it is currently this is a $5.5 billion market in the top 10 countries in Africa, and that could grow by 10 times. So. So he's talking now um, over $50 billion just in home broadband access using 5G, which is very interesting. Um, unfortunately, one of the drawbacks is that 5G and fiber to the home have got the same basic business case, which means it only works when there are lots of people living together in one place, like a suburb with lots of houses and so on. As soon as you meet more rural areas and places where houses are set on huge stands of property, the business case falls away. It's so expensive to deploy that they have to have a lot of customers concentrated into a small area to make the but, business but, case. But well, that, five, that's how five, it is at the moment. 5G has a benefit of a fiber to the home, though, because you don't need to dig trenches and like lay holes. Exactly. You just put up one mask. So, so the like 5G, one going to one mask. The 5G base station is very expensive yeah. and you're going to need a lot of them. It will get cheaper over time. It will get cheaper over time. Um, it's, it's very expensive, which is why it compares with running a fiber cable, which runs through existing holes in the ground, except for where they have to dig up pavements and yeah. so on. So in the end, the business, the, 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 the operational capex case, that's, that's the money they have to spend yeah. to deploy it, is about the same. But we think that maybe 5G will be more sustainable over time and we're much faster to deploy if they don't have to be dig up okay, tape. So I live in an area, as I've said before, rural areas, mm. rural areas, small holdings, that's like a community of small holdings. Mm. All our cables still run overhead. Um, it's copper. Right. Fibers never coming to me. But <laughs> I can I can imagine a scenario where they just dig, dig one trench and lay like a fiber back in to this mass that sends 5G signals to the entire community, which is great. But for me, 5G is best deployed when it comes to autonomous, like in the IoT space, where it's machine to machine communication. So like right. autonomous cars or speaking to each other. And so it's like and high bandwidth operations that need like accurate real-time yeah. data transfer. I think, I mean, the truth is those scenarios are kind of 10 to 20 years away from I, South I Africa. I still feel that that's so, going to be the, the, the most public-facing I think, um, I think by then we will probably be looking at different kinds of communication but protocol by then. So, so 20 years is, time, is you know. like what LTE is. So it's, it's, a, it's a generation of technology. So you, you, don't, you can't think of it as like data speeds. That's five minutes up. No. You, can't, you can never think of it as data speeds. Like LTE is still... It's just a cloud. It's a cloud that you can just access any time. Because it's a long-term evolution of the technology. It's a plus yes. of technologies, and you're always improving on so, getting better speeds. I mean, I heard this other thing about fiber. So here's one of the evolutions of fiber optic. They can send different color light yes. down the, the glass fibers. And yes. in that way, they could double or triple the capacity of the cable, which is really insane. So, so the red signal's being decoded here, and the blue signal's being decoded there, and the green signal's being decoded somewhere else and um and in that way they can actually triple the capacity on fiber i didn't know anything about this this was news to me okay but i want to i want to just throw in my last point which is not actually related to how fabulous 5g is going to be um one of the things that has always held telecoms back in south africa is arguing about who's going to be given a chance to supply telecoms infrastructure and a lot of that has come down to auctioning off the different frequencies the different licenses and so on in the case of 5g there's been a bit of a bun fight over who's going to get access to which frequencies that they can roll out the network and why are we just giving it to MTN and Vodacom and Celsi? What about some new players in the market? Blah, blah, blah. And what one of the consultants said, which really stuck with me, was 
New entrants coming to the market now and arguing that they should be given a chance to roll out 5G are in fact not new entrants, they are what he would call late entrants. In other words, they're just pitching up now when these other companies have been evolving their mobile solutions for 20 years in the country. Why should we let new players in now who are going to have to build everything from scratch where the existing players won't be given an opportunity to evolve their networks from 4G to 5G because the licenses have been given out to all these late entrants who have to build from scratch. It doesn't make any sense. We all know that MTN Vodacom, everybody else is wildly profitable. But we still, I think, inherently believe that out of those profits are going to become are going to come the next evolution of the network. So we can we might begrudge them those profits. But the truth is they are evolving their networks and they are more likely to do it far faster than any new slash late entrant. I, I, I uh, look at the electric cars, right? Tesla comes in with their, their two original founders came from automotive backgrounds, right? Right. And they developed this amazing motor and then Elon Musk came in and he brought the marketing and all the money behind it and right. they put it into a car and everything became awesome. Now you have like Audi and Mercedes and BMW which were early entered into the market, right? There you had someone who'd never bought a car, car before that is now this major disruptive force. So I think if you're bringing in like smaller, smaller network operators that don't have all that legacy... Yeah, but, but that, that's the point, to, is, is that electric, electric cars didn't have a legacy industry at all. That's the point. It was yeah. kind of blue skies, no, which is five, why people five, could five mess G, around with it. 5G for me is a completely new generation. No, of, of no, come now, come now. Everyone has mobile phones. Everyone yeah, has wireless data. In that over. sense, it's not new. I mean, it's only new to the geeks because we understand is, that technologically that, that it's wildly different. It's still, still <laughs> relevant today. But anyway, Gavin, let's move on from this. Moving on. Way too much time. Fine, it's fine, fine. awesome. 5G. Any other key insights? Just like two, two, like 30 well, seconds. Very quickly. MTN uh, made a big hoo-ha about their new smart feature phone which they're launching which will cost around $20 it will be launched eventually in all their markets throughout Africa and it's running a web-based operating system called Kai OS that's K-A-I OS and uh, Lindsay has heard about this before unfortunately it was the first time I'd heard about this but it's definitely something to watch so Kai OS is kind of like it's an evolution on, on you know what like Firefox are trying to do with their web yeah it's almost, it's almost like a, a browser Based. So it's not individual apps for individual yeah, so, platforms. So you have like Everyone accesses dynamic web applications. Yes, you that, access them just like you would access a web a web page, but yes. it's for apps. Yeah. Yes. So the in, the crucial thing about KaiOS though is that Google has actually taken a commercial interest in it and delivered a lot of their services. So you're going to have Gmail, you're going to have Google Search, native apps. You're going to have YouTube, importantly, native apps. So I, I, I cast your mind back to Windows Phone. What killed Windows Phone? The lack of Google services, native Google services. Yeah, okay, vaguely, I, yeah, sure. Like, if, for me, if the iPhone didn't have Google Maps and Gmail to begin with, I think they would have been dead in the water. Okay. Because everybody uses these services. Yeah. So for KaiOS to have this on, like, what is effectively a feature phone, it's sort a of big, it's a big hand feature, up. Phone, yeah. feature phone price point is is amazing, and I think they're going to succeed. They, $20, they're man. massively in, in India right now. Yeah. Um, Southeast Asia, they also it's have... It's hard to massive, argue with $20 massive, entry point. Yeah. Gracious. Yeah. All right. But cool. Let's move on. Gavin. <clears throat> 
we were talking about 5G, we were talking about data. Yeah. We, we always talk, trying to get the best for the consumer, like how you can save your best money. Streaming, Kevin, everybody's doing it, and everybody is not maybe that technically savvy. Uh -huh. um, like my wife, for instance, we have issues on our Wi-Fi at home, because mm -hmm. if I drop line speeds, and I have like mm -hmm. eight devices on the Wi-Fi at the same time, right. obviously there's not enough to go around. <laughs> <laughs> and like her vibe is, that's, she has a quiet moment and she sits down and she watches Cupcake Gemma YouTube videos. Watches what? Cupcake Gemma. Oh gosh, I can't have ever heard about this. She makes cupcakes. Oh, fine, fine, She has like fine. a thigh tattoo, which I find <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> Anyways, so, but she always complains about like, oh, the internet's not working. I can't watch this, net, uh -huh. this YouTube thing. Or I can't watch this Netflix thing. And I'm like, um, uh, wife, have you changed your quality settings maybe? Uh -huh. Maybe not uh -huh. have it on auto and watch it on like on 720 or 1080p all uh -huh. the time. A lot of stuff that really doesn't need to be watched in high definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what I do is um, especially if I'm watching on, on LTE on, on my data, I'm dropping my YouTube down to 360. Yep, yep. yep. So Samsung and Apple are kind of good at it where they remember my settings for for like LTE or Wi-Fi. So Wi-Fi I'm running auto because... So what, when you change your connection, it automatically resets the quality for that somehow, connection. Damn, somehow, that is clever. Somehow. That is clever, all right. I haven't really done a deep dive, mm. deep enough dive to like figure out what is exactly going on. But it always ends up like being 360p okay. on, on my, on my so, data connection, which is good enough to watch. It's a bit fuzzy. Right. Um, Samsung obviously do like upscaling within like on-device upscaling. Right. So they try and like play with the contrast and the, the brightness Okay. I mean, look I'm not sure if I'm failing to understand you here, but the way I think about it is that when I watch stuff on the phone, yes. then I always go for the lower resolution because it's a tiny little screen and it's yeah, not going to make any not difference. A lot of people are doing that. You have no idea like how many people are not, oh, not, not cranking down their settings yeah, to watch things on their phone. So Jeez. for me, like that's number one. Number yes, absolutely. Save money when that is so blindingly obvious. Okay. Like, on, mm. on, on the Showmax app, you can go in there and you can. Um, they have ranges, so mm. you can have like medium or low quality right, or high quality. Right. But it's kind of like how many megs per hour it uses. Uh -huh. So I, it's not really giving you a quality setting. Right. It's just like a, a bit rate or Yeah, but setting. I think that, that that's what most people need. Most people don't want to figure out the complexities yeah. of P and yeah. X and Y and they just want to like, uh, <laughs> I'll go with a medium, thanks. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, so, yeah, so like step one is to go into the settings on your, on your streaming app. Netflix yes. also has a high, low, medium quality. Right. Um, so just set it to whatever connection that like the, this the is lowest not, quality okay. that you could live with. We were we're only talking here in the case of watching on your phone. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So watching on the TV is a whole different equation, but this is for watching on the phone. But watching on and TV on Showmax and Netflix, you can also adjust. Yes. 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 Uh, we're just talking about the phone and. And obviously, you've probably discovered if you've tried to watch Netflix on your phone, it offers you to download things yes. onto the yes. phone. So, obviously, if you're a commuter and you want to travel in the train, it must be blindingly obvious by now that you need to download stuff on the broadband when the broadband yeah. is free in the evenings and then watch it offline. Yes. This is obvious. So YouTube, yeah. Showmax, Netflix. They all offer? All off, okay. They all offer downloads. I'm not sure about Amazon. Uh, I'm also not sure, even though I have Amazon, I can't remember trying to watch it on my phone. Can I get your, can I get your login? Yes, absolutely. Just for this Absolutely, week, absolutely. Yeah, just remind me. Remind me, okay, we didn't really, we didn't really share the login on the, <laughs> why don't we just give out the name and the password as well on the air. Um, oh, that, that's the other thing. Um, pool your resources. So if you're a family of five and you all want to watch Netflix, for instance, um, just 
you have one person get the highest one that you all can afford, like all pitch in 50 bucks a month mm-hmm. and get like the premium tier. Yep. But yep. now yep. there's a new tier. Oh, that's right. Ultra tier. Yes. Which yes, gives yes. you the better audio. Yes, so the better audio. And I, I have a little bit of a problem, but go for it, Gavin. No, no, I think audio is, is vastly underestimated. Everyone obsesses on their TV's picture quality and so on. I think audio adds a huge amount to the experience if you get it right. Yeah. So, so they already have Dolby um, HDO, Dolby. Vision, Vision. Um, and now they're supporting Dolby Atmos, which is now part of this whole ultra thing. Mm. But if your device, if your physical hardware is not Atmos capable, do not stump up for the extra. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, it's it's extreme audio, so you have to have a really decent setup, and you have to be listening in a near-perfect environment, or else you're just throwing your money away, really. It's still going to give you Ultra HD. Yeah, yeah, Premium's still going to give you Ultra HD. Correct. Everything's the same, except for the sound experience. Okay, I I can't concur, because I'm sure there must be some other difference. Well, it's a test, anyway. They're (laughs) testing to see who wants to. So, my kids don't pay for anything in my house. I should stop calling them kids, because they're, like, very old teenagers. your children. Yes, okay. They don't pay for anything, and I mean anything, except my older son, 18, is now paying for his own Spotify. Why is he paying for his own Spotify? Well, because first of all, Spotify hasn't launched a family bundle thing in South Africa like they have everywhere else in the world. And the second thing is, he uses up all my broadband, downloading onto his phone huge archives of music. I'm shocked at the amount of music, gigabytes and gigabytes and gigabytes, that he's archived on the phone which he then plays offline. So he uses up no mobile data, uses up my broadband to download it all, and then just plays everything offline, which is really quite smart if you think about yes. it. I'm very impressed that he's paying for his own, <laughs> that he's paying for his own Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple Music has a nice family plan. I think you get six licenses on there. Okay. Um, and if you're a student and you have a student card, you, I think the single license is discounted to Thirty rand a month, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But you must be able to prove that. So just remind me again: the Apple Music will play on all platforms, right? Yes. Androids and everything yes. else. Yes. yes. Okay. Right. Not just for not just for yes, I, I have the family plan, and my mother-in-law, sister-in-law, wife, and myself all on it. Yeah. Right. Okay, that is interesting. I mean, I wonder why Spotify hasn't come up with that. I think they're waiting to see how many people they can scoop up without having to compromise I, for the family I, I am, plan. I am the lone Spotify. I, mean, I don't load them. I just uh, find the app to be really well, irritating. I mean, they were also present. A lot of streamers were present at Africacom, and they do see Africa as their next biggest target market. Music is huge here, yes. as you know. Yeah. So, so on opinionguy.co.za, that opinionguy.co.za, my website, um, I wrote a thing about, like, why doesn't Apple just release iMessage? Because if you have an Apple Music account, you have an Apple ID. Right. And if you have an Apple ID, you are accessing Apple servers. Yeah. So they can just bundle in iMessage, for instance, with an Apple Music subscription, thereby exponentially increasing the Apple Music yeah, subscribers yeah. and moving a lot of people over to a yeah. better messaging app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember when Samsung launched a chat on app that worked on every yes. single platform. It was extraordinary. It worked on PCs, worked on Windows Phone, worked on uh, everything. And I just didn't understand why that chat, that, that completely cross-platform app didn't take off. It seemed like such a good play. But anyway, anyway Gavin, so streaming, on. how do you save money? You adjust your quality settings to yes. the lowest that you can live with. 
Yes. Um, you're downloading on Wi-Fi video or and audio when available. Yeah, video um, and audio. <coughs> yes, this is for video and audio. And you get a family subscription with the yes. right number so of you, users. You pool your resources together, yeah. you and a bunch of mates maybe, like all pitch in 50 rand a month and you get like the best yeah. subscription that you can right. and everyone pays less. Yes. Cool. That's, that's really good. I mean, you'll actually save hundreds of rands if you do all these things and do it cleverly. Yes. All right. Gavin's trying to work his ins display <laughs> fingerprint sensor in front of me. Uh, I am just trying to not laugh at it. Gavin, Dudley, oh, your phone is so small, Lindsay. <laughs> because we have rambled on about it. Oh, jeez. We have very, very, very little time to help people buy things. Oh, well, loot has been coming up in the world, hasn't it? Yes, loot.co.za. Yeah, we, we like loot traditionally. I think they we like what they've stood for. Haven't done any shopping there lately. Mm. Uh, and they're supporting the game market a lot so I was thinking you know what Kevin we're coming into Black Friday next week and we are now a week out from Black Friday there's obviously gonna be a lot of games co game consoles for right. sale. people are gonna be getting their next-gen console yeah yeah, yeah 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 um, Gavin if we take a look at the loot.co.za website right now mm. what are we looking at in terms of um, game controllers because I think like your your the way you interact with the game is through a controller right. and you want to get like the best one that you can possibly yeah so I've always been an Xbox fanboy I continue to be an Xbox fanboy we don't play consoles so much in my house anymore but we all moved on to PCs um, really yeah yeah wow it's, that it's, is crazy yeah my, my kids basically grew up into PC gaming PC gaming is a lot more demanding for obvious reasons it's not just a switch on and play you know it's tweak the settings and no 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 and, and they're kind of like grown up into PC gaming as a big boys kind of domain, you know. Um, so one of the more interesting controllers, which I haven't pulled up on the site yet, but I'm sure is here somewhere, is um, the Xbox wireless controller that works with a cable and obviously without a cable, but it works both with Windows and with your Xbox. And it's a controller that's particularly useful for playing FIFA, for example. FIFA, yeah. I think, doesn't work on the PC nearly the way it works on a console. For example, um, if you want to play games like Fortnite or, or Battleground, uh, what's a player unknown Battlegrounds, yes. or one of those um, Battle Royale style titles, again, I think the console controller really lends itself to that kind of dynamic. But you might be playing on a PC, you might have played previously on a console, you want to play on a PC. These Xbox controllers work on both your PC and your console, so you can actually have console level control on your PC game, which I think is jolly useful. So that is the Xbox PC, uh, sorry, Xbox Windows wireless controller, um, which works with a cable or with batteries, obviously, and cordlessly. Um, um, is that the one for 1,059 rand? Sounds about right, sounds about right. Yep, so there you can work across both. That's a, it's, a, it's an official Microsoft Xbox controller. Yes. I love Microsoft hardware, by the way. Uh, so, so I'm a big Mad can I fan. Can I just add in yes, one yes. last tip there? If you're an Xbox type player, one of the biggest pains in the butt has been that it always has had to use built-in, uh, not built-in batteries, replaceable, removable batteries. Yes. Do invest in a small supply of rechargeable batteries and just keep you know, four, six batteries recharged at all times, save yourself a lot of heartbreak and pain. That's a very obvious tip. I'm sure you've all thought of that, of that. But I'm sure everybody has at least one relative who has like 200 rand to spend on their gift. You may as well get some jolly good rechargeable <laughs> batteries. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm more in, in on the side of PlayStation. Mm. Um, and I, I believe that the, the DualShock 2 controller oh. is one of the best controllers in the design. <laughs> 
Dual Shock 2. I'm giving away my age right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there's always like these Osprey. So, so does that come in like these like bizarre colors, like this sort of red and blue and green and stuff like that? Uh, something like that. But then you you get you get lovely little little controllers for your PC as well. Right? Mm. I think we will stick to PC because like you you're gonna get the most options, the okay. most of options. All right. So you, you're getting a, a thing called Astra Astrum GP. 220 yeah, GP210 USB vibration gamepad for PC. So yeah. it looks like, and I'll give away my age a bit more now. I'm, I'm a big fan of Nintendo because Nintendo are the people who first brought us the shoulder buttons, for instance, <laughs> and they first brought us the, the vibration feedback. And yeah, all like sorts so of things. All innovations sorts of things. Came out all sorts of Nintendo. things. Yeah. Um, it looks a bit like a, a cross between a PlayStation DualShock 2 controller and what was it, the N64 controller. Right, so it looks so, very much like a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Astrum GP210. USB vibration gamepad for PC, and that's 200 bucks. Yeah, so so Astrum, I wouldn't consider them to be a top-tier brand, but every now and then you discover a hidden gem amongst their stuff. Uh, headphones, things like that, that you totally outperform what you're expecting from yeah. them, because their stuff is really extremely well-priced. So we trust that that game controller will be one of those hidden gems. For 200 bucks, how far wrong can you really go? Yeah, yeah, and that's... Is that our show? Um, yeah, we're all good, thank you. Hang on to that, thank you. Outside, you outside, can bring us a bill, of that, Oh, we'll, we'll pay at the toll, thanks. If you're using, if you're using like a, a, a USB on-the-go connector to, to most Android smartphones, <coughs> you can connect a, a USB controller. <coughs> oh, I see. If, if your phone supports on-the-go, which almost all of them do, you can yeah. plug a controller directly into the phone, is yes. what you're saying? Yes, yes. And then you can like get your Fortnite on with an actual controller on your, on your gaming device. I don't know how on earth you would play Fortnite on your phone, and yet, I, I think it's safe to say millions of people do. Yes. Mm. And that's, that's Unbelievable. the show, Gavin. Yes. That's the show this week. Anything ex oh, exciting our show, our show is getting on the road. Yeah. <laughs> Anything okay. exciting happening in the magazine? Um, not specifically. I can think of, we're giving away a lot of cool stuff at the moment. We're giving away some very nice laptop bags. We're giving away a marvelous Canon camera at the moment. So do visit our Facebook and our YouTube channel. Both of them are tech magazines. Are. Do drop by, post a comment, tell us, send us some love, and we'll send you some cool stuff back. Cool. Um, yeah, everything I do, I'm on YouTube, That Opinion Guy. Um, the website is thatopinionguy.co.za. Uh, I think the most exciting thing right now is how to fix South Africa um, energy crisis right now in, in the light of, of the coal situation. Uh -huh. We might be having like the rolling blackouts because of the summer rains in Mpumalanga. Can I, can I bring up the next one, which I think is particularly fiery? <laughs> Am I allowed to preempt and tell them what the next yes, one yes, might yes, be? Yes, you can. He wants to discuss Springbok rugby. Yes. I mean, if you want to take on any number of large <laughs> topics, I mean, if you don't, you know, get your life threatened over the Springbok rugby commentary, you're doing something wrong. So, um, I want to throw in one last um, call out for myself. We are doing a small video comparing Samsung's desk, uh, desk, DeX operating system with a Huawei's equivalent offering, which is called Emui uh, e Desktop, I think it's uh, called. Yeah, Emui like e e is the name of yeah. their interface, desktop. So we're going to compare how the Samsung Note 9 uh, performs as a PC compared to the Huawei Mate Pro 20. Mate 20 Pro, oh, yes, sorry. 20 Pro. How they how they how they operate respectively as a complete PC in their own right. Cool. That's been the Overclock Podcast, the most high octane tech podcast in the country. And
And that's us. Bye. Bye now. Alright, then.